This is Managing Mayhem. Presented by Two Lawyers and a Layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Hi, and welcome to Managing Mayhem. I'm Jeff, joined by Patty and Jack. How are we doing today? Great. How's it going, Jeff? Jack? Hey, guys. What's going on over there? Well, today is Drug-Free Monday. God, I marked it on my calendar. It was just a horrible, (laughs) horrible day. But I am partaking in Drug-Free Monday. So proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) First Monday in 30 years. We're not uh, counting Claritin or... Right, right. <laughs> okay, good. As <laughs> I'm loaded up. Okay, I'm not going to use real names in this situation, but I have a friend, um, and we'll call her Jenny. She's a manager at a grocery store, and one of her baggers, who we'll call Sammy in this situation, he's a checker at the store. Okay. And so he came in late, and he just was not like acting like himself. He's normally really upbeat. He's quick. Mm. Um, but today, I guess, he came in, and he was pretty lethargic. Um, and his eyes kind of looked like a flat out demon. They were super red. He told the customer that he like was forgetting how to use his hands and asked if she knew how to use her hands. And then he rang up one can of super her five times. And then the customer actually complained and said that he smelled like a quote unquote human hot box. So that Jenny goes to talk to Sammy. And she can't smell anything, but she does observe, you know, other signs that mm-hmm. weed may be and most likely currently is powerfully alive in the body <laughs> of this man. And she has customers. She's freaking out. But she can't smell it. No. <laughs> Hasn't had COVID recently. <laughs> we can ask, but can she and her company, can they drug test Sammy for marijuana? Yes. With Sammy, we are talking about a reasonable suspicion drug test that the employer would be conducting. And you use that when an employer has a reasonable belief that a worker may be acting impaired, you know, at work while on the job under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Okay. And I know that, Patty, you're a former criminal prosecutor and Jeff, you're a former public defender. And I'm not trying to- You went to the dark side. Hey, someone's got to defend (laughs) the little guy. I'm not trying to hurt Sammy's whole job prospect, but is this the same as a standard criminal charge? Uh, no, no, it's definitely not. No. Um, (laughs) Okay, good. I'll text him. (laughs) Yeah. Reasonable suspicion is a much, much lower standard. We're not talking about beyond a reasonable doubt what it takes to convict someone of a crime or even probable cause what police need to have to arrest somebody. So it's a very, very low standard. Basically, you reasonably suspect that someone's impaired. It's not even under the influence, like a 0.08 right. for alcohol. We're talking a very low. That person seems reasonably impaired to us. Okay. Um, it's, it's a safety issue. And so safety usually trumps pretty much everything in an employment setting. So no one's being arrested. Okay. Very low standard to see if they can be tested for drugs or alcohol. Right. Okay. You told me what reasonable suspicion is, but what do you need to get that? reasonable suspicion it's what you observe and more importantly document at some point right the primary thing you're going to look for to get to reasonable suspicion is direct observation of some symptoms now here we're only talking about marijuana and one of the primary ones is that they have difficulty responding or communicating what we call the slow mo soup (laughs) stumbling slow reaction time a sloth sloth like let's call him (laughs) that's not a legal term it is an animal that we love it is an animal that everyone loves (laughs) but another one this is classic is bloodshot eyes 
the person's lethargic. Okay, well, welcome to every day of me during allergy season when I am <laughs> ripping the Claritin. <laughs> yeah, welcome to all my clients after they get pulled over for suspected DUI. They all have allergies. <laughs> Isn't that coincidental? I'm on that good pollen. Other symptoms or indicators are increased appetite. So if, if Sammy's got a bag of Cheetos just open by the register and he's got those <laughs> those orange fingers i mean employers are going to have a hard time finding right. increased appetite another one is nervous or paranoid a big one is just the hmm. distinct odor of marijuana it's got a very distinct odor and if you haven't yeah. smelt it then just go to a grateful dead concert and you're gonna know instantly what marijuana smells mm. like yeah mm-hmm. you know my loving husband took me to a grateful dead concert once and i believe i was the only one there in california who had not smoked the marijuana and uh, <laughs> i turned down every brownie offered to me yeah she's good a, on not a, not a true deadhead i'm surprised nope. the relationship even lasted right <laughs> love will find a way uh-huh. um so you're going to not have to have all these symptoms but direct observation of some of these symptoms is important also is the person acting differently than they normally do? It's going to be critical. So, Jack, going back to your allergies, you may have during a certain season bloodshot eyes, um, but is that normal for you? You know, right. so we're looking to see if someone's out of character. We're also going to look to determine a reasonable suspicion whether you have information from a credible witness. And notice how I said credible witness. We're not talking about the ex-girlfriend calling in who's very angry and very vengeful. Oh my gosh, that happens all the time. The yeah. ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend. The ex in general is yeah, calling exactly. in, just <laughs> throwing people under the bus. <laughs> Also, you're going to look to see if there is a recent arrest for drug usage. If that's what's triggering this, that's going to put a higher likelihood of reasonable suspicion. So those are just some Mm -hmm. things that you look at. So who makes that assessment? So preferably both the manager and HR are able to observe and document the employee. Um, But generally, time is of the essence in these situations. You have Mm. to act quickly. Safety is the primary concern. And so whoever can do it, but the more the better, obviously. So whoever's on the front line is going to be the person that's going to have to deal with it, going to be trained in um, assessing these symptoms. Okay. When I look at Sammy, you have a customer who did complain about the smell of marijuana. So you're going to need to verify, you know, get the who, what, where, when from the witness. Um, But there's also conduct that shows that this person isn't acting like they normally do. To me, that's that's a huge indicator is if you're looking at Sammy's normal conduct is he comes in, he's upbeat. And today, it's very different. He's lethargic. He's like lying down by the Starbucks kiosk. Right. He tells a customer he forgot how to use his hands. He's like, are your fingers hot dogs? (laughs) (laughs) Can everybody feel their eyebrows growing? (laughs) Um. To me, this is pretty clear with Sammy that we've got reasonable suspicion. (laughs) So she could take him to go get drug tested because she has reasonable suspicion. Okay. And let's say like if they were in a state where marijuana is legal, which is growing, obviously... Could she still test Sammy under reasonable suspicion? Do you mean marijuana is growing or the legality of it is growing? I just want to get... Hopefully both. (laughs) Hopefully both. Absolutely, yes. Reasonable suspicion testing is allowed in all states regardless of whether marijuana is legal or not. Remember that what you're testing for is impairment at work. And that doesn't matter whether it's legal or illegal marijuana. 
It could be alcohol, it could be prescription medication, not taken as prescribed, or illegal drugs. So does it matter if, if Sammy has a medical marijuana card? It doesn't. It's the same approach if he's impaired. It's the same as if someone has a prescription drug and they are using it and then trying to drive a forklift and falling asleep. If they're impaired while at work, you're going to go through the same analysis, the same reasonable suspicion. So he's not protected by that medical marijuana card. That can't even save you, Sammy. <laughs> okay, so if you want to avoid the situation, Sammy's situation, can you do pre-employment testing or random testing? Does that help? Is that allowed? You got to tread lightly here, um, employers, because in this situation, you know, there are other means to test pre-employment, random, post-accident, a few that Jack has mentioned. Um, but in states where recreational marijuana is legal, be very careful because it is unlawful in some states to conduct pre-employment drug testing for those oh. drugs. So you're really safest to stick with a reasonable suspicion in all states. Okay. The other thing about it is marijuana stays in your system for weeks. And so when you test pre-employment or random, you're not testing whether they're impaired in that moment. You're not measuring that. You're just, do they have it in their system? Um, it's not even it's really not relevant. Great, right. It's not a great indicator um, if you're concerned about safety, which right. is why reasonable suspicion is used. Generally, you're concerned about safety in the moment. The other thing, though, is you can do pre-employment drug testing for other drugs, heroin, cocaine, meth, those harder drugs. Right. We're not saying don't do that. Don't do pre-employment drug testing for those. Just marijuana is unique because it is legal it's in a lot of states yeah. in some form or another. And so you have to be very careful about it. It's almost like you're testing for a different issue. You're testing yeah, for... Yeah, exactly. I think most employers are moving away from pre-employment marijuana testing, just like they yeah. don't test for alcohol. Um, yep. It also isn't an indicator that they're impaired at all, right? It can right, stay, like right. Jeff said, in their system. Um, you know, most of my clients are looking for someone who has a pulse. Obviously, they want to be right. safe, but you have to look at what works for your business. Is this serving your business to do pre-employment or random testing for right. marijuana? So, But you also need to comply with the law. And there are Department of Transportation requirements that do require you to test mm -hmm. for marijuana. But if not, look and see what works for you. And then you need to check the state laws. Yeah, because even um, if you're doing the pre-employment testing for marijuana, it seems like it is more of the thing you were saying, Jeff, about like you're making more of a judgment about the situation mm -hmm. or the person than actually the effect it's having at the workplace. Right. Or that could be a tendency. Right. I mean, someone could get hammered two nights before pre-employment drug test and it's not going to show up alcohol is not going to show up right. but marijuana will because it's been in their system for weeks right right okay so jenny will do the reasonable suspicion test and suspicion <laughs> you've been watching too much succession 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 so jenny can do a reasonable suspicion test and she can do it lawfully yes 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 okay and so just if I'm taking things away from this, it's employers have the right to enforce drug testing policies to keep people from being impaired at work. Um, but we have to make sure that their supervisors are observing and they're documenting really clearly. But yep. all of the other forms of testing, like the, the pre-employment testing, you kind of have to be more cautious about it because it can get stickier. Yes. One last thing I would like to say is that make sure you're evaluating what's best for your business. But the best way to keep the workplace safe is to test for impairment through a reasonable suspicion analysis. Yeah. And then you don't get in trouble with any laws yeah. in the United it States. Just, it seems the most cut and dry. Like I'm seeing yeah. this, it's at work. And so 
Let, let's test it. Yeah. And consider marijuana like alcohol. No matter yep. if it's legal or not, you don't want someone impaired at work with it. I don't want someone impaired with NyQuil at work. Exactly. Or, Listen, or... Sammy, no one wants that <laughs> shit at work. Nobody wants it, Sammy. And actually, we're going to be covering this June 1st as we put on a live webinar covering this topic and much, much more. Drug testing, drug policies are a really complex topic. We're going to spend an hour and a half really looking into all kinds of drugs, um, their symptoms, identifying them. We're going to go in depth into pre-employment, random, post-accident, and the implications with that, as well as discuss marijuana in greater detail. Um, so please join us on that. This is scratching the surface, but giving you a little bit of awareness. So go to managementnorthwest.com to get more information about that webinar. The name of the webinar is Are You High? Mounting Workplace Challenges Relating to Drug Impairment, Use, and Possession. So and you don't have to answer that question at the webinar. No, do not have to answer. We're not going to ask you. <laughs> and if you miss it, you can always catch the recording. If you have any stories about workplace mayhem that you want to share with us, send us an email at admin at mnwlegal.com. Any other topics, please email them. We love the hypos we're getting. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Share with friends. Get them on the pod. Oh, yes. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye, all. Thanks for joining. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your judgment where you're not your mom.